Building wealth is about doing the right things consistently over time. Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts leads to poverty. As we conclude this series on pursuing purpose, here are six tips to guide you as we build wealth together. Hey, you guys, welcome to the De La Sabio podcast. This is your host, De La Sabio. This is a show where I will teach you how to work in your fullest potential, get closer to God, and truly enjoy your success. This is a place where we can be ourselves with no filter added, where we can discuss those same things that are holding us back from being completely free. Let's get this work. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of this podcast. We are in the last episode of the Pursuing Purpose series and I am super, super excited and also of the feedbacks that I've been receiving from you guys. You guys are awesome. Let me just take a moment to acknowledge my listeners and viewers. You guys are truly awesome. Without you guys, we there wouldn't be a team. So I acknowledge you guys. I appreciate you guys and I honor all of the DMs, the emails that I receive from you guys on a constant basis. You guys are you guys are amazing and you are one of the reasons why I continue to push forward. Every time I think about recording for this podcast episode, I always think of that one person that needs to hear what God has planted inside of me. So thank you so much for the support. And I'm super excited because not only are we are you in this developing yourself I'm also working on myself too and this podcast has helped me in so many ways tremendously you have no idea so I pray that it's continuously will do the same for you and that you will also be a blessing to others by sharing this podcast episode don't just allow this all this good information just to settle in your ears also share it with those people that you love your friends your family share it share it so everybody else can be blessed also so with that being said let's get on to today's topic now as you can see the title of this podcast is called building wealth and as I mentioned at the beginning this is the last episode of this pursuing purpose series and in this series this is our first series together by the way and I had so much fun and just by doing this series I was able to see a lot of changes in myself in every single area so let me go down the list we first started off this series by talking about passion then we went to talk about confidence then relationships health and now we're talking about wealth wealth really ties everything in the nice bow and check this out as I was doing I was putting my notes together to begin recording my podcast podcast episode this morning, the Holy Spirit gave me this and which tied in every episode name in a whole paragraph. Now, let me read this to you. Passion keeps you in the race. Confidence allows you to be stable and satisfied. Being aware of the relationships in your life will bring you wisdom Health builds your endurance and also your focus. Wealth keeps you building with purpose. 
And I so love this. And I give honor to the Holy Spirit for speaking to me, allowing um, this wisdom to rest on my ears and my spirit that I'm able to pick it up because everything tied in so nicely together. We need passion because passion allows us to run the race. Confidence allows us to know that what's ours is ours. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It keeps us stable. It keeps us focused. Now, being aware of the relationships that we have in our lives is super important because not everybody is in your in your life with the right motives. Every relationship is different in your life, and it is definitely wise to know which relationship is which. All relationships come and go. No one is there forever. Also, health is super important, which is something that I I do not hesitate to talk about. Health is important. And I feel like we don't talk about health enough. We want to be pretty. We want to look beautiful. But internal health is just as important as external health. When you focus on your health, you build endurance. Why? Because you have more energy. You're you're eating things right. Your skin looks great. You are able to go do things you didn't you weren't able to do before in the previous season because maybe you were overweight or maybe you weren't confident because you couldn't wear the wear the clothes that you wanted to wear. So practicing a healthy lifestyle builds your endurance and your focus and tying it up with wealth. Wealth allows you to build with purpose. What's the point of being wealthy if you don't know how to build? What is the point of being wealthy if you don't have a purpose, if you don't understand who you are? What is the point of being wealthy, getting all the way up to the top and not having passion and not having confidence and not knowing which relationships in your life which serves what? Not having a stable health. Wealth ties everything up in the nice bowl. And I truly pray that you guys are taking this into an important matter just as I am because wealth is important. Everything that we spoke about in this series serves a purpose. So with that being said, let's get right into it. So to start off, let me first start by explaining that there is a distinct difference between being wealthy and being rich. Rich is defined as having lots of money to spend right now. Wealth is defined as building assets that allow you to preserve your money for the future. So for the lack of better words, for to put it in basic understanding, rich is short term, wealth is long term. Rich is short term and wealth is long term. So when I'm talking about building wealth, I am talking about building something that is going to last you for a long time, not something that you can just enjoy for the moment, something that will allow you to pass on to your next generation, something that will allow you to not only pass money to your next generation, but also pass noble characteristics and important principles that you have accumulated and learned throughout your process of building wealth. Now, when I say building, I chose building specifically because building means that you are starting off from scratch, 
right? Many of you listening, which I am aware are first generational entrepreneurs. You are building wealth for the first time in your family. Your family have never seen wealth before. They might've seen rich, but it was quickly gone. You are chosen to build wealth in your family. And when I say build, it means that you are starting from scratch and you are learning the the principles and characteristics that you need in order to build. So with this being said, I'm going to go straight into the tips that will allow you to bring wealth into your family, not only wealth that you're able to enjoy now, as I keep emphasizing, because I don't want you guys to get into this habit of when I get rich, when I get wealthy, I'm able to be happy when I get wealthy, I'm able to to enjoy life. No, I want you guys to know that being wealthy and building wealth has a lot to do with your mindset than it has anything to do with money. Money can always come and go, but your mindset is what remains always. So the Dela that has $100 is the same Dela that has $1,000. My mindset, my current mindset right now determine on how well I'm going to be able to maintain my wealth in the future. So if my mindset right now does not match up to the to the wealth that I am I'm pursuing towards I have work to do and that's the same thing goes for you you with a million dollars is the same you with a thousand dollars the same mindset that you are using to spend your money today is the same mindset that you will have if somebody was to walk up to you and give you a million dollars tomorrow It's the same mindset. So building wealth has more to do with your mindset, accumulating it, cultivating it, shaping it, investing in your mind than it has anything to do with money. So first thing is first, let's begin at the very top. Let's begin with number one. Number one, get rid of debt. In Proverbs 22, 7, just as the rich rules the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. So this is evidence to the simple fact that a borrower is a slave to the lender. So let me put things into perspective and allow you to reflect on your personal circumstances. Anytime somebody is lending money to you, you're, you automatically become a borrower. So you are a servant to that lender. So that means that you're a servant to those loans that you still owe. You're a servant to the bank that you still owe. All those credit cards that you have opened, all of Victoria's Secret, New York and Company, Old Navy, Gap, Banana Republic, maybe Target, Wayfair, all those credit cards that you have accumulated over time, you are a servant to the lender. You are a servant to Amazon. You are a servant to Netflix. How many places are you serving? How many places are you enslaved to? And let's begin there. I want you to make a list of the credit cards that you have and the balances. And this this will help you because we need to get rid of debt. I don't understand why people say that credit cards is normal. It's not. Debt is not normal. The Bible clearly tells me that I am the lender and not the borrower. So another thing to know is that credit cards are not part of a wealthy life. It leads, it easily leads you to death with a bow on top. Credit cards are the most silent, cruel snakes that can ever be out there. It's deceiving, it's deceptive. It tells, it gives you points for, for, for going in debt. It rewards you for being poor. Debt keeps us back. With death in our lives, we are slaves. 
Literally, we are unable to do the things that we love to do because our master is always charging interest and demanding a payment. And if you say to yourself, oh, I don't have interest in my credit cards now. I'm still on the 12 month program or the 24 month program. You just wait. You are no different from everybody who is accumulating interest and who are paying double for what they are borrowing. Once you are hooked on to borrowing from different sources and taking out loans and and you have loans that are up to your eyeballs, to your forehead, then you're in trouble because that means that you have so much debt. Debt is not freedom. Debt is slavery. It keeps you bound. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you hooked. It keeps you in one place. It keeps you stagnated. Debt is not from God. He clearly tells us in the Bible, we are to be the lenders and not the borrowers, above and not beneath, the head and not the tail. So debt is, it should not be in your vocabulary. Debt is not something that you should allow to accumulate over time. The Bible clearly tells us that we should take care of what we need to take care of today when we still have the time today. Why are we waiting for a miracle to happen? Why are we waiting for um, somebody to bless us with a million dollars so we can pay off our debt? It all starts with the mind. So what you think in your heart, you become. So if you know and, and if you want to be wise, read the book of Proverbs and apply what what King Solomon talks about money and apply it to your life is basic stuff. It's nothing hard. I promise you it is not science. It's not chemistry. It's simple things. And one thing I want you guys to to think about is why do you think that they call it a MasterCard? When your master orders you to do something, you have to do it. When your master has a leech tied onto you, that means you are bound to that master. That means you are bound until your debt is paid off. You are literally a slave. This system is created to enslave us. But the Bible tells us that we are lenders and not the borrowers. So what makes you think that debt is supposed to be part of your lifestyle? If you are looking to build wealth, you must cut down the debt that you have. Not even cut it down, get rid of it. There's no reason why we should be walking into, into 2020 the next year and introducing our new generation and we have all sorts of credit cards. We have all sorts of loans. We have a high mortgage. We have all these things like what? No, that is not even what you're violating basic biblical principles. You are violating basic biblical principle. You are the lender and you are not the borrowers. It says it in Deuteronomy 28, 12. Look it up for yourself. Save the scripture, highlight it, print it out, put it in your car, put it in your in your bank statement so that you would remember that you are the lender and not the borrower. Number two, give. This is another biblical principle. In Acts 30, 25, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And also when we give, it shall be given back onto us. So the more we give, the more we will receive. But if we're not giving, why why should we expect to receive? Basic biblical principle, y'all. Giving sets us free while hoarding keeps us trapped. Hoarding is a threat to your wealth. Mismanagement of your money is a threat to your wealth. Debt is a threat to your wealth. Lack of knowledge is a threat to your wealth. And I say lack of knowledge because being 
lacking of knowledge is a choice, especially in this area of finance. If you are really intentional, if you are really hungry about becoming wealthy, study the wealthy and do what wealthy people do. Read the books of the wealthy. Ask questions. Surround yourself with wealthy people. Ask them all the questions you ever wanted to know. Practice the same principles that they practice. And you will be surprised that the more you learn about wealthy people, the more you read about them, it will all point back to the book of Proverbs because King Solomon has already laid it down for us. The Bible clearly tells us how to build wealth. So remember, giving is more is more of a blessing to you than to receive. And also while you are giving, it makes room for others. And it's also statistically proven that giving brings healing. Giving brings healing. And I will also encourage you guys to do more research and look up more scriptures about giving. But it is a basic biblical principle. And you would know when you study wealthy people, you will see that one of their top advice is to give abundantly. Give because it is a principle. Give so that it can be given back onto you. Number three, use well of what you are giving. I'm going to read you guys a parable from the book of Matthew. And if you want to follow along with me, open your books up to Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. And this is the parable of the three servants. And it reads like this. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called all together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to give to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used their money. Let's stop there. It says after a long time. So it wasn't two weeks. It wasn't a day. So the investment took some time. Let me emphasize that the investment took some time. It is a process. Verse 20, the servant whom he had entrusted the five bag of silver came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. 24, then the servant with the one bag of silver came back and said, Master, 
I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit the money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. 28. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver to those who use well what they are given even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. 30. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that concludes the reading of 25, the parables of the three servants. Now notice Every servant received his proportion based on what he can handle. And the two servants that were able to invest and and return their investment, they received more than that one person who was given the one silver and he hid it. He hid it because of lack of knowledge and of fear. He didn't understand. And he also was afraid. And so he did nothing. How many times have God entrusted you with money and you have done nothing with it? How many have times have God has given you abundance? How many times have God have given you an open door and told you to do something and you didn't do it. So I love this parable because it put things into perspective and it allows us to see that there is a basic principle. God gives you the money and when you are to invest the money God gives you, God gives you abundance and you are to invest the abundance that God gives you. He is going to come back and account for everything that he has given you. And if you are doing nothing with the blessings that he's giving you, if he is, if you are doing nothing with the money he's giving you, if you are doing nothing with the abundance that he has already rewarded you with, then you are lazy. Then you are doing nothing. Then whatever it is that you have is going to be taken away from you and given to those who have worked hard. So what do you have now? How can you take what you have now and invest it? investing is not always financial. Perhaps you have more time on your hands than usual. How about volunteering at your local church, maybe serving at a conference? If you were to hire you with the money habit that you currently have, would you hire you for your business? That's a real question. If I was to hire myself for my business, I would be happy with that because I am very fruitful with my money. I make sure that it's growing. I make sure that I am looking for the places where the money is deserted. I'm looking for the places where there's room for improvement. I would be happy with that. And also be I would be even more happy because I am a student of money. I'm I'm still learning on how to produce. I'm still learning on how to build. I'm still learning on how to maintain wealth. So I will be satisfied. Now, my old me and in 2 years ago, I would not be satisfied because I would go and spend all the money that I got. I was literally living check by check and I have mastered not living check by check. 
I've always been a saver, actually. I've been I've been saving money since a little age. Like I remember going to high school. No, I remember going to middle school and my mom giving me a dollar every single day so that I can buy snacks on my way to school. And back then, a dollar gets you a lot. I mean, a a dollar would get you four things at the store, 25 cents, four things. That's one dollar. And so I remember my mom, beginning of the school year, my mom will give me a dollar every single day. So by the time of Christmas, I had saved over a hundred dollars and I was able to save it into this one little pouch and I was able to buy my whole family Christmas gifts. I was only about 14. And this is how I always known that wealth has always been in my my hands. Like wealth is destined for me because I have accumulated the basic principles of wealth at an early age. I started working at the age of 15. I was working at um, as a tutor. And then I got a real, real job at the age of 17. I started working at Children's Place where I was getting paid like $9.50 an hour, which was a lot compared to what my classmates and everybody else my age was getting paid. I was getting paid at 17. And then it just kept growing after that. And then at 20, no, at 22, I started my salary job, my first salary job. I was the first one in my family to hold a salary job. And so, and it keeps growing after that. Now at at the age of 24, I became an entrepreneur. I'm 25 now. But at the age of 24, I became an entrepreneur. And here I am. I'm climbing the ladder. I'm building. I'm building. And I pray in the same way that you build, that everything that you have endured in the past based on finances is all for a reason. You may have to file for bankruptcy, and that's okay. A lot of the people who are wealthy actually have filed for bankruptcy probably more than twice. Okay. Oh, another thing is I want to emphasize that financial peace deals with managing what you currently have. Master managing what you currently have. It is important to understand that we are responsible for the resources and the money that God has already given us. Number four, save. Proverbs 13, 22 tells us that good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly, meaning that we ought to build wealth for our grandchildren. It's not just for us. This wealth is a long, long-term thing. This is a lifestyle. This is something that we want to leave for our next generation. And like I said, we're not just leaving them money. We're leaving them abundance. We're leaving them noble characteristics that they will need to maintain the wealth and continue to build the wealth for the next generation. It's not just about money. It's about cultivating your mind. Building wealth is a process that will benefit us now and in the future. Move slow and steady by putting some money aside. So do this every time. You have to save, guys. Practice the practice saving. Saving is important. Save, save, save. And I like to put things in, I like to spice some things up and make it a little bit more fun. I don't like to say that I'm saving for an emergency because if I'm saving for an emergency, it just seems daunting. So I'm saving for a celebration. 
I'm saving for something because that way it it builds up my hope and it also makes me excited. It it makes me want to look forward to something. So I am saving for a celebration. Let's no longer save for an emergency and also save above and beyond of what you think you're going to need for your celebration. And in case there is an emergency, you have no problem taking taken out of your celebration money. That's fine. It's all about the mind, y'all. I hope you guys just are catching on to the language that I'm using. It's not about the money. It's about your mind. Number five, accountability. Proverbs 15.22 tells us that plans go wrong for lack of advice. However, many advisors bring success. If you don't plan, if you have lack of advice, your plans will go wrong. And if you have, you are surrounded by many advisors, it will bring you success. You have more than one person giving you advice. It leads to success. However, if you are lacking advice, if no one is speaking into you, if no one is guiding you, if no one is teaching you what they know, then your plans will go wrong because you are unable to do it by yourself. Proverbs is a book of knowledge, is a book of wisdom. It tells us exactly what we need to build wealth and to Live abundantly. Incorporate this biblical principle of being surrounded by wise counsel. You cannot do it alone. There's other people out there who have been building what you are trying to build and who have mastered building it already. So ask them for help. Seek their wisdom. Pick their brains. Go take them out for a lunch. Invest in them. Invest in your mind. Invest in your finances. Invest in your resources. Use your uh Well, use your network, share your financial goals with people that you trust and allow them to help you. Accountability is real, guys. It is important for you to know your financial goals. And also, it is important for you to confide in those around you so that they can help you meet your goals. It's the same thing as losing weight or maintaining a healthy lifestyle, Allow people around you to hold you accountable so that your goals can be reachable. It can be attainable, something that you can do. Okay. And lastly, number six, be patient. Be patient. This is a process. As we read in the book of Matthew with the parable of the three servants, it was a process. The servants were giving the money according to what they can handle. And they were left to invest it. Investments take time. Investment do not happen overnight. It might not happen in two years. It might not happen in five, but you need patience in order to keep you fueled for this race. Because it is not going to happen quick. It it has to be a process. It is a process. So be patient. Proverbs 13, 11 tells us that wealth, wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears. So if you're trying to get wealthy really quickly and you're going to different conferences that shows you how to get wealthy in 60 seconds, it will quickly disappear. However, wealth from hard work grows over time. Wealth from hard work grows over time. It's like planting seeds in a garden. You plant seeds in a garden and you will water them. And over time, you will see something sprout from the ground. 
And as you water it and you continue to nurture these seeds and you continue to water it, it will grow over time. But how many of you know that if you plant a seed into a ground, it doesn't it doesn't just automatically turn into a tree. It first has to become a plant before it becomes a tree. So this is why it is also important. Let me squeeze this in there to plant in different sources, plant in different places, plant your seeds, your time, your money in different places. That way you can also um, see the abundance and you can see, you can reap the harvest in so many different avenues. This is what investment is about. Okay. Planting in different areas. Don't, don't just plant in one area and just closely watch it for years and years and years. Go ahead and plant in other areas. Go ahead and go go buy some stocks. Go invest in small businesses. Go help out your church leaders. You know, invest in them. Give somebody $2,000 so they can start off their company and just watch things grow, grow over time. Okay, so building wealth is about practicing. It's about building wealth is about being consistent and doing the right things over and over again. And like I said at the beginning, good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts leads to poverty. So with that being said, let me just go over the list one more time. So number one, get rid of debt. Number two, give, give and give abundantly. Number three, use well of what you are given. What has God given you? How much money do you have in your bank account? What are what investments are you are you looking at? Have you invested in anything? How is your money growing? Use well of what you are giving. Number 4, save. Save your money. Save. Number 5, accountability. Confined in people that you trust that can hold you accountable so that you can reach your goal as you build your wealth. And number six, be patient. You continue to water the seed that you planted and you plant in other sources so that you can reap the harvest in due time. But you have to start somewhere and always remember to be patient. So before we go, I want to give you guys a few resources that is going to help you maintain and build wealth. It's going to help you in your journey. So number one is a New Zealand website that has a budgeting tools, a saving guides. If you're looking to buy a home, it has a mortgage calculator and it has many, many other resources that will lead you into financial freedom. This website I have used for myself. I have an account and I diligently use it for any type of financial guidance because like I said lack of knowledge is a choice but it is up to us to to be financially educated so that we can build the wealth that we are seeking and this website is called sorted.org.nz Again, sorted, and I will also leave it below in the show notes so you guys can have all the names of of the resources that I'm listing. Number two, a YouTube channel that I love to listen to, and he also has a podcast. 
is Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a Christian um, finance guru. He's absolutely amazing. I listened to him and his advice. Some of the advice that I actually listed in this podcast episode came from Dave Ramsey himself because he is a great teacher with finance. Number three is his and her money YouTube channel. They have very great testimonies on there. They have great tips. I mean, it's applicable. It's absolutely great. It's something that I've been listening to for the past two years since I started my walk with Christ and it has blessed me in so many different ways. Number four is the Redefining Wealth podcast by Patrice Washington. She is absolutely, if you never heard of Patrice Washington, honey, get you a Patrice Washington book, a podcast, YouTube channel. She is absolutely amazing. This woman of God is awesome. I mean, her testimony, just sharing how she had filed for bankruptcy and how she really started from the beginning. She is passionate about helping people build wealth. And she believes in her, and she says it all the time in her podcast, that building wealth has nothing to do with money and everything to do with your mind. And I love that. I totally agree with that. So when I heard that, I was like, girl, we friends. Like, we friends. Okay? Number five, last but not least, get you a copy of this book. The title of the book is Think and Grow Rich, a black choice by Dr. Dennis Kimbrell. This book I'm actually currently reading right now. It will bless you. It is blessing me. I can't put the book down. I keep reading it because it it's everything to do with wealth, nothing to do with money, everything to do with your mindset. And he teaches you. He educates you. He walks you through the process. I absolutely love it. And I recommend for you guys to get yourselves a copy. So with that being said, I hope that you guys were blessed for today's podcast episode. It is truly an honor to conclude this series with this episode, just highlighting the important factors of building and maintaining wealth. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready for the wealth and I've already started on my journey. And I know that everything that I'm accumulating now, everything that I'm learning right now is going to help me. And it's also going to allow me to teach others on how to build wealth step by step. So I hope that you guys were blessed. I pray that you have an abundant week that this week you will see God's hand work in your finances as you begin to apply the tips that I have shared with you on this podcast. You will see God work miracles, signs, and wonders in your life, that you will be able to witness the Holy Spirit move in and through you as he begins to give you wisdom on how to maneuver, where to plant, how to invest, who to talk to. So I am excited, you guys. I hope Hope that you are excited also let's build together let's build this wealth together so with that being said i'll see you guys for next week and have an amazing week bye guys